Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bibles to Mark the 16th chapter and verse 16. Sometimes when we see things like that that take place, we think that, oh, wow, man, I'd like to do that. Well, you know, you can. Jesus made this statement in John 14, 12. He says, the works that I do, you shall do also. He said that we would do them also. So as God sent Jesus, Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, I now send you. You and I are equipped with the Holy Ghost and with power, with authority to invade, to destroy the devil's kingdom and to set the captive free. The same Holy Ghost that was upon Jesus is upon you and I. There is no difference. He still does today what he did yesterday. Or when Jesus said, the works I do, you shall do also, would have been a misleading statement or a falsehood, a lie. But Jesus doesn't lie. Could I get an amen? Now, when we get born again, sometimes people think, well, you know, we have to do this, we have to do that. Yes, we do have things that we do to enhance or cause us to be in a place of exercising what God has given to us. The reason that most Christians even though God said he will always cause us to be victorious in Christ, and he tells us that he's given us faith that overcometh the world, the reason that most Christians never move into that realm is because they never start using their faith where they're at. And so if you don't exercise it, it simply means that you're going to go no further than you are right now. Now, you might have a hundred failures, but the Bible says, you know, a righteous man falls once, seven times, and he gets up. The eighth time. Instruction is a way of life. You may fail, but we learn from them. Listen, I've, I prayed for five dead people. I'm telling you, the first four responded not. But I'll tell you what, Mary Lee Holsapple, which sends me emails all the time, says, Pastor, Please tell people I'm still alive and I'm just giving my testimony all over the place. Well, you know what? She's glad that I kept trying. Yeah. And so you may not get the results you want the first time. Don't be discouraged. Do it again. Do it again. And every time you find somebody that's sick, every time you find somebody in your house, every time somebody in your house gets sick before you give them Tylenol or pump them up or knock them out on, what what they, uh, what, what is that stuff they drink? NyQuil. I was, I was about to say, uh, I don't know what I was about to say. Uh, NyQuil. Before you knock them out with NyQuil, pray for them. Because you'll start using your faith. You'll start building your faith. Now, what God says about us is absolutely true. But we don't experience it because we don't use or exercise our faith towards it. And it's like if any time that you're going to use a promise, you might not get a hundredfold the first time. Maybe you only get 20. Maybe you only get 30 or 40, 60, 80. But there is a hundredfold potential in that promise. 
And so you want to start using it. And you just begin to grow. Remember, 1 Peter 5 says this, As little children desire the sincere milk of the word, milk of the word that you may grow thereby. There is the growing process of every believer. And if we abort that or if we get discouraged at it, well, then we're going to never see anything. We will become complacent right where we are. We will acknowledge truth, but we would never, ever put faith in it. And if you're there, then it's time to wake yourself up and get out of there. Amen. Because as soon as you are born again, you have been taken out of the kingdom of darkness and you have been seated in heavenly places and you are placed in the body of Christ. And the Bible says that every principality, power, spiritual wickedness, and rulers in heavenly places, according to Ephesians 1, 17, on to, through 23, says that they are under Jesus' feet. And if you're in him, then they're under your feet. And if they were not, then the ones that weren't under your feet would at their will be able to destroy you. But God never left us defenseless in enemy ground he enabled us to overcome him amen and so in mark the 16th chapter and verse 15 it says unto them go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature now he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned and these signs shall follow them that are special that what? Believe. That believe what? Jesus is the Son of God. Those are the ones that have faith. First John 5, 4 and 5 says that, Who is he that have a faith but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? And so you have faith. There is no doubt that you have faith. But I need more. Well, you used it the first time and defeated the devil, beat him up, escaped out of his kingdom, was translated into the kingdom of God, seated in heavenly places, crowned with glory and honor, given a new identity, and inherited all of the promises of God. That wasn't bad for the first time. Amen? Now, if you beat him up that bad the first time, just think if you start using it all the time. He's liable to get gun shy. Say, hey, let's go down this street. No, let's not. So-and-so lives here. Let's go to the other block. No. And when we start using our faith, we as believers will start seeing results. You can't wait until you get results to start using it. Start using it right now so that you can get results all of the rest of your life. And it says this, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Come on, they shall cast out devils. That means as soon as you are born again, you are the devil's master. You are not his slave, and he doesn't get to do to you what he wants to do. He can only do to you what you will let him do. Because you can cast him out of a place of authority, control, bondage, imprisonment, oppression, depression, you have the ability. You are the one that has the name above every name. In my name, you as believers will cast out devils. 
Amen. Well, well, what if I try and it don't work? Then there'll be another devil tomorrow. Then when you get a chance, you cast out that devil. What did that one do? Well, thank God for three. Hallelujah. Well, well, that don't come. Don't worry. The devil has a third of the angels on his side. Let me tell you that you just keep on going until you finally get to the one that you defeat. And it'll spawn your faith to rise up higher. And then you can backtrack and deal with all of them. But you have to just start using, so again, amen, start using your faith. And as you start using your faith, miracles will happen. Jesus said that in his name we would cast out devils. Cast out devils. And then he says, they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And the chances are, hope to God their number comes up. No. And they shall. Somebody say shall. Listen, this is a guarantee of God to be with us and to work with us. It says that Jesus went about working with the disciples, though that were preaching here. And he went with them confirming his word, confirming who he was, the authority they had, the identity they had, the rights that they had, the power that they had, the authority that they had, the place of rule and dominion over evil that they had. Jesus was there confirming it. He is with us. He said he never leave us nor forsake us. And what we have to do is just start using our faith. Could it get an amen? Let's just start using our faith. And when you start using your faith, you're going to start getting results. Now, let's go to Luke, the ninth chapter. Luke, the ninth chapter. The only problem that the church has with devil's sickness and disease is that they don't confront it. You remember what Jesus said to the man that was bore by four and let down through the tiling of a roof? He said, why do you think it's any harder for me to say, thy sin be forgiven, than to say, take up thy bed and walk? It, now, how many of you would preach to a sinner that God would forgive him? And you would expect that to happen, wouldn't you? All right, then we should be telling the sick, when I lay hands on you, you're going to be healed. Don't, there is no, look, if you have faith that God can save a sinner and translate him out of the kingdom of darkness and cause him to be a new creature, praise God if we have that much faith that we have a sinner, pray, and it moves the hand of God and brings the Holy Ghost down into his life and transforms him, breaks shackles, frees him from drug addiction, alcohol, abuse, perversion, whatever it might be, and makes him a new creature. Listen, if he can do that to a sinner, he can save a sick person. Amen. And make them whole. All we have to do is start using it. Start using it. Rob, uh, where's Rob Kennedy? Are you here, Rob Kennedy? Oh, there you are, Rob. Rob, how many people... When you're out on the streets witnessing, how many people say, I never heard that? 
quite a few. See, we think everybody in America has heard the gospel. Boy, wake up. No, they might have heard, uh, uh, not Charles Manson, what's that woman's name? Madonna. But she, uh, are they the same? Play? No, I don't, I'm, they aren't the same. I don't guess she got an operation, but, uh, you know, everybody knows Madonna. Everybody knows Prince. Everybody knows Michael uh, Jackson. There you go. Everybody but me. But they haven't heard about Jesus. I have never heard that there is a Jesus. So then we know they haven't heard that Jesus is a healer. If they haven't heard, he's a savior. And so we have to go and we have to tell. You say, but what if it don't happen? Then you know what? You just go and tell the story. How many sinners have you witnessed to that didn't get saved? A lot of them. A lot of them. But think of the ones that did. It didn't stop you from sharing the gospel with anybody else, did it? Then why would it stop you from laying hands on another sick person if one didn't get it? Amen. We ought to just go out and lay hands on as many people as we possibly can. I used to say this when I started. Well, you know, those people didn't get healed. I said, well, you know what? I want to keep praying for them because somebody in the midst of all of these people is going to get it. If 99 of them die, I'm believing God for the 100th one. Amen. Amen. Look, just believe God where we're at. Just like when you witness. Some are going to believe and some aren't. Some are going to be healed and some aren't. But that's not up to you. It's your job to begin to exercise your faith. Because as your faith starts growing, you are enabled by God to go into realms of the dark kingdom and bring out its captivities. And the more you use your faith, the more successful you'll be every time. Hallelujah. Luke, the ninth chapter, says this. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So if we're preaching to somebody or witnessing to somebody, the next step is not just get them saved or even if they reject it, we still can pray for them. Amen? I hear the street witnessing team time sometimes saying, well, you know, if God heals you, will, will you give your life to him? Yeah. Then they get healed. Oh, my God. And I've heard them say this. Who are you guys? Why, we're uncommon people. We are the peculiar bunch. We are those that have faith and come to set the captive free. We are kingdom destroyers. We are prison openers. We are tomb alterers. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever the devil's done, we are the undoers of it. Amen. And there's nothing impossible because we believe in God. Amen. Now let's go to Luke 10, 1. I was with a friend one time, and he was just excited to come out of the meeting, and he was going through a restaurant, and the girl walked by, and he said, Oh, bless her, God. And the woman fell out. The waitress fell down. Dishes going everywhere. I said, don't do that in my town. He said, why? I said, they'll think I'm as nuts as you are. Now, 
he didn't do it on purpose. He was just excited. He just said, oh, God bless her. And the woman fell down under the power of God. Then she later became our waitress, so we got to witness to her. She probably said, what was that thing you did to me? Did you touch me someplace like, like Chuck Norris? No. No, it's not the Chuck Norris touch. It's the God touch. Could I get an amen? And then it says this. And after these things, the Lord appointed other 70. So it just wasn't the 12. It now is the other 70. And everybody that gets made a disciple gets told these truths by the disciples according to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Go and make disciples. In other words, duplicate yourself. So if you have power over authority, every disciple will have that same power. Amen. If you use my name, they will use my name. All right. And then in uh, other 70 also, and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place wherewith he himself would come. Is Jesus going to come again? Then we should be in every city that he's going to come to. So there's someone that believes. So there's a saint in that city. That there's somebody with a testimony. There's somebody that's been set free. And so we need to go before Jesus just like these people did. And then it says, therefore he said unto them, truly the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore that the Lord of harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs, or who was Jesus? The Lamb of God. I send you forth as the Father sent me. John, the 17th chapter. I send you forth as the Father sent me. Could we do what Jesus did with any less power and anointing? The devil is the same. So how could we deal with the devil any way that Jesus did if we didn't have the same power and authority? We have that power and authority. And Jesus is wanting us to get stirred up. When you come into the bank, they say, ah, there's one of them guys turned the world upside down. And I'll tell you, he was at my sister's birthday party the other day, and somebody was sick, and he prayed for him. My word to God healed, and, and then he led six of my in-laws to Jesus. Wouldn't you like to be known as a world changer? Absolutely. Let's not just live status quo, because look, we've been bought by the blood of the Lamb, and Jesus said whoever is bought by the blood of the Lamb, they are not common. Listen, they are not normal. They're not like everyone else. They're not reflections of a pattern of a world that doesn't believe God, doesn't have faith, and doesn't live in authority. We are uncommon people. We are to shine in the darkest places so that they know that there is a group of people that believe in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm Jay. You remember Dr. Oberlew, uh a while back, I was uh, speaking in tongues and got ready to interpret, and Sister Barbara, you came up and told me you spoke in Ugandan, uh, not Ugandan, I'm sorry, Nigerian. I'm telling you, i got to quit going to these countries. <laughs> I, have, 
The other day I was preaching in Uganda and said, hey, Uganda. I said, whoops, wrong nation. <laughs> now, you said that she interpreted that tongue almost precisely the way that I spoke your native language. I was praying Friday night for this man. I laid hands on him. I started speaking in tongues. His wife came up to me, Angela's mother, and she said, she asked Eric, does, does pastor speak Italian? He said, no, why? Well, when he started praying for Dan, he started praying in Italian. She said, and I know Italian. She said, I heard him praying for my husband in Italian. She thought, oh, pastor must know a little Italian. And listen, I don't even know English. Can I have a witness? Yes, hallelujah. Now listen, we will speak with other tongues. Nothing is impossible to us. I look forward to the day that I step on a platform and I tell the interpreter, sit down, I'll take it from here. And you say, oh, we can. Oh, yes, we can. Listen, God can do anything because he is a God of the impossible. And I'm not a common man. I am filled with an uncommon spirit. I am filled with the spirit of God. And there is no limitation to what God can do with me, through me, or for me. I'm telling you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And it says this, go your way. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Carry ye neither purse. Talking to you men. <laughs> Never carry, carry your purse. Where was I? Well, nor scrip, nor shoes, and salute no man by the way. But into whatsoever house you enter, first say peace be to this house and if the son of peace be there your peace shall rest upon it and if not it shall return unto you and in the same house remain eating and drinking such things as they give and the labor is worthy of his hire go not from house to house now God tells us to go to preach and trust God on the way now let's go to Matthew, the 10th chapter. Matthew, the 10th chapter. Remember, you are a master over the devil and all of his works. Hallelujah. Matthew 10, 1, it says this. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Notice what he says. He gave him power over unclean spirits. And when you have power over unclean spirits, you have power over sickness and disease. They are the basic cause of it all. The basic cause of it all. And then he says, uh, let's go down to uh, verse 5. And the twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any of the cities of the Samaritans enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom is at hand. 
and heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely ye have received, freely give. Freely you have received. You remember what Peter said to the man at the gate beautiful? Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. What did Peter have? He had authority over devils. What did he have? He had power to heal sickness and disease. Every believer has the ability to cast out devils and heal sickness and disease. And you can take of it by using your faith or you can use your faith and share it with others. But the power to heal is on the inside of you. Jesus said, the works that I do, the Father that is in me, he does it. The works that we do, the Lord of lords and the King of kings that is on the inside of us, he does the work. So we are partners in this. But it's God that supplies the power, the anointing, the manifestations, but we have to lay hands on them. Freely you have received. Notice this word that uh, Jesus uses, pretty unique. And the, uh, in verse 5, And the twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not. Now that's the command of Jesus, right? But really, all of the words in red down to, gosh, clear over here into chapter 11 are a part of that command. So when Jesus says, I command you to go into a city, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely you have received, freely give. That is a command. It's a command. It's a command. So when we go into a city, we really are commanded to not only preach Christ, but demonstrate Christ. We aren't just to witness Christ to our friends. We are to demonstrate him to our friends. And so we have to understand that God has given us. Somebody say, God has given me authority and power to cast out devils and to heal all sickness and disease. Jesus got pretty bold and said, and raise the dead. Let's not be afraid of it. Amen? Let's embrace who we are. Because when we embrace who we are, we verify who he is. But if we just are common people that wear a badge of Christianity, we're just common. Really, we're worse than common. We're religious. But we are not religious people. We are people that are infused with eternal life. God lives in us. He's given us his name. We are anointed with power and with the Holy Ghost. And Jesus is so confident that he says, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Now go, be confident. Don't think you'll fail. Go and do it. That's what God wants us to do. Go and do. So when you see these things here that, that you see, you say, oh, that's another country. Oh, come on. You've seen enough miracles here, whether they're blind, deaf, 
crippled or whatever, you've seen enough here to convince anybody. Amen. So that is not even an argument. Maybe for somebody else that, that's been deceived and, well, God's only God in Africa because they have no doctors. If that's true, we're running you out so we can have faith in Jesus. We'd rather have miracles than you, Dr. Obalu. And we're going to run Jeff out because he fixes people's teeth. We want God to fill them. We're going to end up with what type of foolish Christianity is that? Well, you know, they have more faith than us. Since when does a heathen have more faith than the believer? Please tell me when that all began. I was on a, uh, what is it, TBN with Jesse, and he said, why don't people get miracles over here? I said, because we teach them not to. We teach them. Well, you know, they need miracles over there. (laughs) Look at my life. I need miracles. Are you kidding? I need miracles. I'm married, I got in-laws, I need miracles, I need deliverance. Not that I'd be translated, that they'll be translated. Amen. Now, but we, we teach the church that they don't have anything or that just special people have it. Listen, you are uncommon. There's nobody like you. God made you special, he gave you power, and authority now go and do it amen let's go and let's do it let's go and let's do it let's go and let's do it aren't you going to have a a crusade where are you having it Nigeria really they told you there's gonna be five or six people there right no <laughs> no no it's quite a large church Huh? Several large churches churches come together. Okay. How many do you think is going to be there? A hundred? Well, more people you can get together here, you hear, so it'd be a miracle. (laughs) No. No. What are you you expecting? What do you. It seats 20,000, so you're going to have five, 10,000. You're expecting it to be full. He's pushing it now. Now, uh, but when you go over there and you preach, what, what are you going to do? And is it going to work? It, that's right. Is it going to work? Absolutely. Tens of thousands are going to be saved. Now, he's just going to go. He's just going to go. He's going to use the name of Jesus. And every one of us can use that name. Every one of us can have a miracle crusade, whether it's a neighborhood miracle crusade, whatever it might be. You know what? I challenge you to do this. Set up a night and then tell all your neighbors, say, hey, uh, my husband and I are going to be praying for the sick uh, next Tuesday night, and, uh, you know, God's going to be doing miracles. You know anybody sick? Bring them. I'm telling you, people will come. Because every day they're getting bad reports. Every day they're being sentenced to death. And they have no hope. But we know a God that gives hope. Amen. And we can pray. And God will do something for them. And if we would just, as as it were, let the fame of Jesus go out from our homes and begin to pray and to seek God, 
lay hands on them, anoint them with oil. And the Bible says, the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord Jesus himself will raise them up. He is our physician. Let's introduce him to the world. Amen. What you see is just, just a sliver of what God wants to do in your life. In your life. Is nobody special. If it would have been special, he wouldn't have picked me. Right, Randy? Yes, sir. No. Look. We as a church can transform the world. Transform the world. What if we chose 50 people out of this congregation and sent them to 50 different nations? And they all came back. We had tens of thousands saved. Now we got 50 times tens of thousands saved. That's what God's called us to do. Go ye into all the world. Well, what do I have to do? Just mention the name. Mention the name of Jesus. That's all you can do. Mention the name. Mention the name. Mention the name. Let's go and let's preach, but let's pray. Come on, God has given us authority over the devil. And God has given us power to heal sickness and disease. He told us, go into the city and heal those people. Don't leave them bound. Let's not do that. Amen? Praise God. Look at the person beside you and say, I have authority. I have power. I am anointed. I can do the works that Jesus did. Now get up every morning and remind Jesus. Jesus, you open blind eyes. I'm ready today. Just bring people across my path. Let me hear about them. Let me find them. I'm going to open blind eyes in the name of Jesus. Jesus, you healed the cripple. I'm going to heal the cripple today. Jesus, you raised the dead. I'm going to raise the dead today. Whatever Jesus did, you and I are called to do. So let's go forth and do it. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, let's lift our hands up. Father, oh Jesus. God, hallelujah. God, hallelujah. 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 We are those that believe. God, we are those that are not common. We've been marked by the Holy Ghost. We have been identified from the devil that we are different. A breed that believes in Christ. A breed that will go and be a world changer. A breed that will be called Christians. The light of the world salt of the earth now God I ask that you just challenge each and every person today God I know that you have already declared and you see them doing and I know the devil is petrified of them waking up standing up and moving but God I believe that they are filled with faith and that God they are moving out they are preaching, they are doing, they are demonstrating, they are lifting up, they are setting free. God, they're lifting them up, bringing people out, and God blessing those that need blessed.
Now, Father, I thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Now, I need about uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. I need seven people. I need seven men of faith. Give me seven men of faith. Surely got to have seven here. Oh, glory to God. I was wondering, like, John, will you take that aisle right over there? Rick, you take this aisle right here. Wayne, you and Dr. Oberlin take that aisle right there. Randy, you and John take that aisle right over there. Benito, you go right here with Eric, and you take that aisle right over there. And you, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Praise God. What's your name? Where are you from? Michigan. Where? Michigan. You know this is Buckeye territory. But I still go blue. Well, the hour is about to run red. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm kidding you. Praise God. Uh, I want you, John. Oh, you guys are here. Randy, come over here. Go over that, right over there with Rob. Now, I want each section to stand up. I don't know how you got to get there or anything. And I want you, each and every one of you men, John, give me your hand. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lose God miracles. I lose God signs and wonders. God, that which you have given me, I freely give unto them. God, let it fall upon them. Let them be bold and courageous. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I lose the authority, God, that you've given me over devils and serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. That God, as we've seen devils come out, that God, they will see devils come out. They will speak, God, and mountains will be removed in Jesus' name. God, I pray right now for Wayne and Dr. Obalu. God, they are here and they stand in faith. And God, I just loose the miracle power of God. God, to break and destroy the shackles and the prisons of the devil over people. And God, let this infusion go into everybody that they touch in Jesus' name. God, I pray right now that God, the anointing that breaks yokes and destroys the very roots of it. God, the anointing for tumors, cancers, God, leukemias, blood diseases. Right now, I loose it, God, into their life. And God, as they lay hands on people, God, take of the spirit that is upon them and put upon the people, God, that God the people will go forth and lift up Christ and Christ will be known. Now, God, I pray right now for Benino and Eric and God, I pray in the name of Jesus that God be authority over devils, serpents, over all sickness and all disease, God, over all the work of the enemy even death itself, God, I loose right now upon them. God, let that anointing go into them, go into them, and God, into the people that they touch today. In Jesus' name, God, I pray for Rob and Randy. I pray, God, that your anointing would be upon them, and that God's shackles in prisons would be broken. God, the anointing to heal the incurable, God, the hopeless, the downcast, the imprisoned. God, I loose that upon them right now. Let it flow through them, God, into those that they touch. God, raise up an army that will not allow the adversary to rule. And God, we loose it right now in Jesus Christ's name. Hallelujah. 
Now just start flowing down these aisles. Let these men just lay hands on them. Just lay hands on them. Let that be infused and imparted into them. Hallelujah. Come on, get out of those aisles and come right down here. Come on, start walking. Here, John, you stay right there. Rick, you stay right here. Here, Rick, you little wonderer, get right there. Hallelujah. John, you just have these people come right out and you lay hands Reach out your hands and touch him as he passes by. The time is now for faith to come alive. 